invite you to be seated. And after hearing all of this, these big readings this morning, I'm going to try to take your attention back to Daniel, the first one. A pastor friend of mine, a dear friend Susan, called me on Friday morning and she said, I had the craziest dream and you were in it. So of course I said, well, what happened? And she said, we were working together at a church. And I said, oh, that would have been fun. You know, we never got to do that. She said, we were working together at a church. And she said, a man came into the church building off the street just as he, we were leaving for lunch. And he wanted to know if we would do his funeral. So we said, okay. I mean, he's quite alive and kicking. And, uh, you know, we've never seen him before. But we agree. And then we head off to lunch. I guess we just left the guy in the church. And when we got back, the man was lying there dead. And he has a suitcase next to him. And she said, when we opened the suitcase, it's just filled with uh, old papers. And we're going through the papers trying to figure out if we can identify this man, because I guess we didn't get his name. And there's a lot of fake jewelry in the suitcase. She said there were a couple of good pieces, and she was really tempted to take them, but she didn't. And then there was a, a string there, and I'm sorry, a little bag with gold coins in it, and then attached to the bag was a string, and dangling on the string were four gold rings in the different colors of gold, so yellow gold and rose gold and white gold and so on. And on the other end of the string, she said there was a tag, and the tag said, for Father Bremen in China. She said the whole rest of the dream was us trying to figure out how to find Father Bremen somewhere in China, whoever he is. And she says, now, what do you think it means? <laughs> and I said, I think it means we forgot to do the funeral. <laughs> you know, dreams fascinate us, right? They've always fascinated people. Sometimes they are just so real. It's amazing at how elaborate and detailed, you know, they can be when we actually wake up and remember them. Carl Jung believed that through dreams we could probe the archetypes of the subconscious. All over the globe, throughout human history, people have sought to enter dream states as part of a religious practice and a quest for deeper wisdom or guidance from the spirit world. According to the Jewish Talmud, a dream that does not receive an interpretation is like a letter left unopened. The Bible is full of stories of people's dreams that they recorded and their visions and the quest to understand them and the very real belief and trust that God somehow speaks to us in our dreams. So, a prophet, we call him Daniel, who lived during the time of the Babylonian Empire, during the, the exile of the Jewish people to Babylon, had a reputation for being really good at interpreting dreams and visions. So he was the go-to guy for the Babylonian kings whenever they wanted to know the meaning of their dreams. But as he gets older, Daniel shifts from being just a dream interpreter to somebody who becomes one who has dreams and visions of his own. 
And he begins to write these down in minute detail. And most of them would qualify as nightmares. Like the one recorded in the seventh chapter of the book of Daniel. He wrote, I, Daniel, saw in my vision by night. He's lying in bed, he's sleeping at night. In, saw in my vision by night the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea and four beasts came up out of the sea different from one another. Now the sea represents chaos, the forces of chaos at the beginning of creation before God started to put everything in order and make the dry land appear. So if the forces of chaos and destruction are giving up sea monsters that are being released on the land, well then all hell's about to break loose. Now the first beast, he said, was like a lion and it had eagle's wings. And then as I watched, its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand up on two feet like a human being and a human mind was given to it. Another beast appeared, a second one, that looked like a bear and it was raised up on one side and had three tusks in its mouth among its teeth and was told, arise, devour many bodies. And after this, he said, I watched. And as I watched, there appeared another like a leopard. And the beast had four wings of a bird on its back and four heads and dominion was given to it. And after this, I saw in the visions by night a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong, and it had great iron teeth and was devouring and breaking into pieces and stamping what was left with its feet, and it was different from all the beasts that preceded it, and it had ten horns. And I was considering the horn when another horn appeared, a little one coming up out among them to make... an to make room for it, three other horns were plucked out by their roots and there were eyes, like human eyes, in that little horn and a mouth speaking arrogantly. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was troubled and the visions of my head terrified me. Now, some days it feels like we're caught in a nightmare, doesn't it? Are there days in life when you don't feel like the world has become a nightmare? I mean, the news of the shootings, I, it's just like, wow, every day, all day, news of shootings, parents are killing children, children are killing parents, young people are shooting each other over $10 worth of pot. School shootings are so commonplace, and then there's rumors and threats of war, and nearly every day, somewhere, there are wars and threats of wars and missiles fired. And then there are all the political leaders and the celebrities that march across our news screens and into our consciousness with charges of deception and uh, abuse of power and just, you know, poor character all the way around. And then there's the inflation and whoa, we're scared of inflation and all the uncertainties of the marketplace and what impact they're going to have on us. And then there's the anxiety surrounding the elections. And if we weren't anxious, well, then the media tells us every day, be very, very scared. Really, we would love to wake up 
and discover it was all just a dream. But we would still need to understand a few things. Daniel walks up during his dream. He's really good at this dreaming thing. So during his dream, recognizing he needs it to be interpreted, he walks up to one of the heavenly attendants that he sees in this vision of a throne room and asks what precisely his vision means. And the heavenly interpreter says to him, the four beasts represent earthly kingdoms, global powers. And they will vie for power with one another. And their behavior is beastly. It's marked by greed and pride and violence and terror. And the fourth beast is the most terrifying of all. The ten horns represent ten leaders or kings that will arise out of this one kingdom in succession with one another. And the last king is so evil he will speak words against the Most High God and make war with the Holy Ones of the Most High and will just wear out the people of the Most High and will attempt to change the sacred seasons and the law. And the Holy Ones will have to endure all these terrors, it says, for a season and for two seasons and for a half a season. But then the court shall sit in judgment and his dominion, that last king on that fourth beast, his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and totally destroyed. In other words, empires and their leaders are powerful, but they do not last. They rise and they fall. Throughout history, the most amazing and powerful kingdoms of the earth have risen and fallen. The Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, I mean, on and on. The kingdoms of the earth, the governments, will do everything they can to ensure their future power. That's what they do. But they never endure. Not really. So take heart. This too shall pass. But God's dominion, in contrast, is eternal, Daniel's told. God is in control, and God will judge the powers of chaos and evil. God has never lost control of chaos and evil. And, Daniel writes, as I watched, thrones were set in place and an ancient one took his throne and his clothing was white as snow and the hair of his head was like wool and his throne was fiery flames and its wheels were balls of burning fire and a stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. And a thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. Which tells us that God does not abandon the faithful. See, God the Creator shows up in the midst of God's people. And the court sat in judgment, and the books were open. And Daniel says, I watched then because of the noise of the arrogant words coming out of the mouth on that little horn. And as I watched, 
The beast was put to death and its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. And as for the rest of the beasts, well, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. And as I watched in the night visions, I saw one like a human being coming with the clouds of heaven. And as he came to the ancient one and was presented before him, in other words, the Savior who is sent by God shows up exactly, exactly where the forces of chaos seem to be the most rampant. God's Holy One comes in the midst of the people and this present chaos. And it is written to him is given dominion and glory and kingship that all peoples, all nations, all languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that shall not pass away, and his kingship is one that shall never be destroyed. God's power is the power that brings life and mercy and healing and righteousness and love. Therefore, Jesus says, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. And blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and defame you on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because surely your reward is great in heaven. For it is written, the holy ones of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever forever and ever. Amen.